Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields podcast, everybody. My name's Rick Shields, I'm here with producer Guy, and this week would have been one of my favourite weeks of the entire year. The Open Week. This would have been the Open Week. The 149th Open Championship at Royal St. George's, and obviously with everything going on, that is no longer the case. And to somewhat celebrate or to to somewhat at least mark the occasion the rna and the open are doing something really really cool which we want to talk about yes first thing though what do you love most about the open ah i love sundays watching the open from pretty much start till finish is it your favorite golf tournament to watch yes so we said this on i think we said last week's podcast on many podcasts before personally i don't watch a lot of tour golf that's just, for me, I'd never sit down on a random Thursday and watch a US PGA Tour event unless it was one where Tiger's come back from injury or there's something really about it that I want to see. The Open, however, I will typically watch pretty much every minute of every day. Not not every year, but typically I will. I've also been to, I'm lucky enough to have been to a lot of the Opens. Um, How many have you been to? Can you name them? I'd easily 10. I could say this, I did... In terms of years, I did, I did 12, didn't do 13. I did 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. So that's six. I didn't do last year at Portrush, but I went with you a couple of weeks before, so it kind of feels like I did, but I didn't. Yeah, Grand Slams, everything was up. St. Andrews 2005, St. Andrews 2010. Um, I think 05 was when Nicholas bowed out. And I went to, I was at Birkdale for 98 when Justin Rose chipped in on the last. I was stood and watched that live wow, as a seven-year-old. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've easily been to 10. But quite lucky because obviously where we live in the northwest of England, there's so many around so us. So many. Um, and with you and with my old job, whatever, I went to a number. I just love the Open. The weird thing with the Open, though, I would say is it's amazing to go at least for a day. If you ever get the chance to go and you're lucky enough to go, go. But in terms of watching golf, it's nowhere near as good watching it there as it's on TV, is it? You don't see as much. I, I think that's, if I'm dead honest, I would say that for most live events. Yeah. For most live sporting events that I've been to, hand on heart, for as a viewing experience watching it on tv is better in my opinion yeah. and i've been to the masters on a sunday but it's just you don't get that the vibe or you just <laughs> you get that you get the atmosphere that's the one thing you do like the roars and the emotion yeah. and watching it having a couple of beers when when you're actually there is phenomenal getting so close to the players is phenomenal 
But as an all-round and, and holistic approach as a viewing experience, there's nothing for me better than watching on TV. I do like, and this sounds really sad, I actually like being there and watching on TV. Yeah, on the on the big comfy beanbags. Yeah, yeah so some, quite a few occasions I've actually been on site. Yeah, yeah. So Rawport Rush was a, a typical one last year where the weather wasn't great. I was there on site. So you, you get the atmosphere, the, everyone walking in through the grandstands, the, the, the waterproofs, the wellies, the, Amer- the odd American accent who are just, oh my God, this is so cool. And like, it's an, every single, like you bump, I bump into loads of one fans who watch the channel. So it, that's always amazing. I love interacting with that but also people who i've not seen for years who possibly i might only see at every open mm-hmm. like people from the tour or the the pga or friends that i've not seen and i literally see them every single year at the open we'll grab a beer whatever but you see you get all that like i love that i love the drive in to the ones where you can see i think you can at st andrew we can see the open coming you can yes. see the tour vans you see yes. the helicopters see the big huge cranes even the car parks when you're driving yeah. in like car park a or red car park or green car park or just class. weirdly as well i know you've had some situations where you're looking at a park close or you've walked to the venue but i love the weird um parking up again yeah. a little bus park and ride and, and you see that mixture of like you see your kind of casual fans got a pair of trainers on then you see your hardcore guys like 55 he's probably called colin he's got a pair of foot joy brogues on he wants his spikes it's a, it's a warm day but he wants to be wearing his spikes he wants people to know he's a member of a golf club he's, he's not he's not playing oh, no, absolutely he'll, not have, playing. he'll actually have his his logo of his club go, like golf top. club yeah yeah it'll be, and it'll be a nice one it'll be like wentworth or somewhere like that yeah um you know what's also, I think, really nice touch from the local areas when the Open's on? Obviously, the whole community get, really gets behind it, I would imagine, you know. And I really like seeing the little bits on the build-up. Like, you might go to a random roundabout, and the, round, the roundabout artwork is like a golfer. Yeah, a nice flower display. Yeah, and uh, one that I really liked at Royal um, Liverpool a couple of years ago at Hoylake. Yeah. The whole town, they'd, they'd got a load of old golf bags, like dead old classic golf bags. This is ringing a bell. They'd... I don't know how far deep or they filled them or they put a layer in, but they put soil in them mm. and planted plants from the top of them. And they were everywhere. And they, they lined the streets and it was awesome. All the um, lampposts have the, the open banners with, you know, Jack Nicholas, Nick Faldo, Tiger Woods, Rory, like all of the past champions. Um, it, it's just, And then, like I say, you get inside and it's typically on links ground so just being able to walk on links grass and yeah. and the, the tented villages where the grass has been a bit trampled down and the overpriced fish and smell, chips but it's worth it correct you can yeah. smell the fish and chips you can smell the burger and chips like it is the food's okay but it's massively overpriced you can't weirdly like I say you're probably different to me but i, I love again grabbing a beer when it's when it's busy in the plastic cups and it's it doesn't taste you've got great. your shades on <laughs> yeah exactly that's when you know it's safe when rick's got his shades and the beer in his hand he's on it then i'm on it <laughs> yeah um and, and like i say it's just the whole the whole experience i've been to several now i've probably not maybe been as as many to you as many as you i've been to st andrews twice i've been to a uh, troon um i've been to obviously burtdale a couple of times lytham Royal Hoylake, Royal Hoylake, Royal Lytham, Royal Liverpool. I've been to a few. You did obviously last year. Last year at Royal Port Rush. Um, Carnoustie. Carnoustie. You worked at Carnoustie. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Um, I've been to a lot. You know what else as well I like about the Open? I've like been to Opens, like obviously went to Carnoustie with you. Um, 
I've been with my brother, my dad to, to open, been with friends. Weirdly, um, well, it's not that weird, but on the Royal Liverpool one, which was 2014, I actually went on my own. I got the, I drove into, I think I drove to Liverpool, and then I got the train. I've done that a few it's, times. It's, honestly, I loved it. I got the train from Liverpool, Lime Street, to Royal Liverpool. I can't remember what the train station was. Um, on my own, and it was like a weird sense of freedom. Where obviously, again, I was on my own, but it was like if I want to go to Hull Ten for an hour, I'll do that. If I want to then go to Tented Village and look around the, the shop, I'll do that. And obviously, it's nice to have company. Weirdly, because it was a local one to me, I end up meeting up loads of people I knew. And I didn't have a school boy. I remember I went in jeans, and it was absolutely roasting. So that wasn't very good. And then another kind of awkward thing was I was walking following Rory, and Michael Bannon's coach was, was following, like kind of but behind the ropes, like like everybody else kind of thing. And I went up to him and said, excuse me, can I have a picture? I don't know why I did this. With, to Michael, Michael Bannon? Bannon, yeah. And he looked at me really confused. If to stay like, he went, are you sure you want a picture with me? Like, he kind of honestly said that. And I went, uh, yeah. And I got that's, a picture. That's weird I got a for you, because it's not like you're I an aspiring like, golf professional. I don't golf know why I did that. I just got a selfie with Michael Bannon. And he kind of looked really confused. And it was obviously, it was definitely him. I wonder if you were his first ever Possibly. Selfie. <laughs> well, I don't quite know why I did that. Um, what year was that? That was 14, that one, when, when Rory won, actually. No way. Um... Yeah, I think I, I, I'll be honest, I think I did Liverpool on my own one day. Um, I mean, as a PGA pro, they look after you, to be fair. You have to pay pay your entry in, but you get to reimburse your entrance fee. If you, It's dead weird. You have to go to the PGA tent, sign in. There's like this guard of honour outside the door who always salutes you and shakes your hand when shaking hands were allowed. You'd sign in. You'd get a, a, a form you'd have to fill out. You'd then have to take that form to the HSBC bank and get your money back for your ticket. It's one of the perks yeah. of being a PGA golf professional. Often that'd take an hour. Like, it was a bit annoying. But it, you know what I do like about it? It's even though, as I mentioned, and you've mentioned, the Open travels around. It goes to a circuit of golf courses. There's a level of familiar, mm. familiarity of it. It's like a nice Nando's, in it? It is. You go to different Nando's, but you know what you're going to get. It just, it, it tastes the same, but it's different. <laughs> like, you're looking around going, this is different, but it feels so familiar. And for me, you know, I, I love the idea of trying to, you know, certainly over the last few years, when you can sneak onto the driving range... When yeah. I know a few little tour reps and go, yeah, just we help us on the driving range. You, suddenly you're on the driving range and you're walking like you're Billy Bigfoot. Remember, Bigfalls. we did that. I kind of used to be with that sit, a weird passage yeah, yeah. going through. <laughs> it feels good, though, doesn't yeah. it? Like, it feels good standing on the driving range or going on the tour trucks. I mean, like I say, even like the daft things like trying to get an entry into like the clubhouse. I must admit, I've, I don't think I've ever accomplished that. I know I did at Carnoustie actually, but we were filming. Yeah. Um, that was a weird one, actually. Do you remember when we went into Carnoustie in the clubhouse and all the players were around on every single TV yeah. in the frigging clubhouse was my video that, that I'd filmed yeah. there from a few few months before, which was dead weird. Um, really fast Wi-Fi as well at Carnoustie clubhouse. Super. And it's, to, be, to be honest, most of the time it was fast Wi-Fi yeah. at the Opens because they actually lay uh, cables down. Do you remember when we played a few years or a year or so before the Open and they were laying all the cables down? Yeah. And it's a massive expense, but an investment for the future because again the open want to promote the open when it's at, when it's there with all the media and even going like the media tent and the big screens and i'd say it is i'm really missing the open now talking about the open so much i didn't realize how much i like the open until talking about the open it is amazing like this year it would have been at royal st george's it's for us geograph geographically it's probably the furthest distance away yeah it's down in sandwich which is south West, West, southeast, southeast of England, as far as you can possibly go down in the the corner of Kent, right near to to Prince's Golf Club, and um, can't think of the others. But it's like 
but we would have gone. That you know, I'm sure there would have been an opportunity for doing something. Last last year I was at Portrush with Mastercard. The year before I was at Carnoustie with the Open themselves, and this year there was some promising talks about going again this year. And it's like, ah, uh, it's not happening. Well, something quite good is happening though, Rick, which we've looked into. Um, you're a bit better explaining this than I am, but. I'm very excited for this, and it's the um, well, well Sunday. So this Sunday coming up now, which is the 19th, should be what would be the Open Sunday. So in my eyes, we'd have Tiger Woods walking on the 18th with his red polo shirt on, probably a black cap, black pants, black shoes. If he winning by two, he'd make a nice par and hold a claret jug, and life would be great. I'd be happy with that. I'd have a can of ice cold Monster at home watching it. I might even be there with you. That's not going to happen this year, unfortunately. And he would have walked off the 18th green and give us a nod going, thanks, Rick. And Guy, I love the podcast. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't got here without you two. Probably wouldn't have, because when he needs to practice, sometimes Tiger thinks, oh, I can't remember practicing. Then he thinks, actually, I've got an episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast to listen to. I'll put my AirPods in and I'll hit a few balls. And that extra bit of grind is what's got him to where he's got today. And to be honest, his relationship with Monster is kind of all through that. I mean, it's all, can. it's all linked together, basically. It's all meant to be. So anyway, Rick, what is happening instead? So... To mark the occasion, the RNA have decided to do something that has never ever been done before. It's very innovative and, and creative, and I can't wait to watch it because it's basically the open for the ages. So it is a, a way of being able to put something out online. It's on YouTube, on the open YouTube, it's on Sky Sports, it's on the Golf Channel. It will be distributed around the world. And it's effectively a three-hour final round broadcast of the best players who have competed at the Open around St. Andrews. And with the magic of editing, and the magic of creativity and, and ar- archived footage, they're going to actually be able to put a tournament together, a fictional tournament, obviously, together to be able to crown the Open champion of the ages. I know I want to win. Well, yeah, I think I do too. So a few little bullet points. The main program features archives from the last 50 years with 1970, the being the first open at St. Andrews that had the full color broadcast. So it's going to be from 1970s forward. It's actually going to be live commentary from Nick Doherty, Ewan Murray and Butch Hardman and Iona Stevens, who we, know really well um and believe it or not they were actually live commentating on it even though they were miles apart so they they didn't know the winner live commentating because after that three-hour broadcast after 18 holes of championship golf from archives over the ages there is going to be a, a winner which has been not just luck not just a, a, a way of being able to pick a winner out the heart the open have used data sets from championship golf courses at St. Andrews. Also given feedback from fans and followers around the world who they think should win it. And on that open Sunday, you'll be able to see some of the best players of the ages from 1970 to present day effectively competing against each other to see who wins. This is the kind of thing that if I heard without being out of word if i had maybe another sport doing it or something i wouldn't be so sure i think for golf it massively works and the fact it's the open who are kind of the most well arguably the most authentic golf tournament i think it's going to be good um 
Like it's going to be live leaderboards. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, we've not got the open on on Sunday. Unfortunately, we've not got the, you know the real open, the 149th open. But I think this is going to be something that's a bit different. And I must admit, I, I'm quite excited to see where it goes. Could this be something that's going to happen going forward? I don't know, but it will be interesting to see how a winner is decided and who the winner will be. I have got no idea who's going to win. I want it to be Tiger, obviously. I want it to be Tiger. Um, the, the, the names in the hat are going to be, obviously, Tiger, yeah. Jack Nicklaus. Yeah. Um, it's players who have won round the, round the uh, St. Andrews. There's other players as well, I think. Not all of them have won at St. Andrews. It's, no, it's, it's open, open champions, champions of so the you've past. You've got your Rory, your Speeds. Yeah. Like your players like Zach Johnson, who's won at, at St. Andrews. Players like John Daly. Nick Faldo, um, let's let's put. Can we find a list of who are the players that have actually won? Because I think a player who's going to win this is going to be a player who's won at St Andrews. I think in that the would past. be. I think, yeah, I think yeah, that that's probably. Uh... So it might rule out. Like I don't imagine Rory's going to win this in this fictional tournament because his stats at St Andrews, as much as they're super impressive, he hasn't actually won an Open at St. Well, Andrews. When you look at the winners of the Open, if years gone by, so last year we had Lowry. Before that, we had obviously Molinari, Spieth, Stenson, Zach Johnson, Rory, Mickelson. Like, there's some massive names there. But for me personally, I know I'm a younger generation, even those aren't some of the names I associate with the Open. I would personally put, like, Harrington above that, I think, of the Open. Well, he's won more. Has he won more? Well, he's won two, one back-to-back, yeah, yeah. didn't he? Um, you know, obviously, in a weird way, for me personally, I would put almost resonate the Open more with a, a Paul Laurie than a Spieth. Is that a controversial shout? <sighs> is it because of my age at the time? It could possibly? have been, yeah. I think it is. It, it, yeah, that's got to play a big factor. I mean, it's really hard to look back to Tiger Woods. Like He's won there two times at St. Andrews. You've got... Um, so let, let's go through... This is a list of champions at St. Andrews. Zach Johnson, 2015. Louis Oostenhausen. <laughs> Why did I get that name wrong? 2010. Tiger Woods in 2005. Tiger Woods in 2000. John Daly in 95. Nick Faldo in 90. Um, Seve Ballesteros in 1984. So he, again, he's going to be high up on that ranking. Jack in... Jack 78. in 78. And then we've got... Um, Jack again in 70. Was there no... Was there no that's as... So that would be where it is. That's as far. So effectively, Jack's, Jack's won there twice. Tigers won there twice. And I they think are, those two, well, it's, battling it, it down the last would be sick. So we've seen a very tiny little teaser of this, and let me tell you, it looks bloody impressive. Yeah. Like I was glued, and after about a minute and a half watching the footage, already I'd forgotten that this isn't real. Like I was sucked in, I was watching it going, This is this is class. Like I'm really into this. This will be one of those things that I think if Tiger won, there'd be obviously a lot of Nicholas fans probably a bit frustrated. If Nicholas wins, there'll be a lot of certainly the younger generation who would be frustrated. So it will be interesting to see who wins. I am looking forward I'll tell you something I'm looking forward to actually as well, is actually sounds silly, but seeing more of these guys actually playing golf. Because although you've got the footage online, I'll be honest, I've never spent much time watching Jack Nicholas. really. I've never spent much time watching the older stuff of Tom Watson. So it'd be quite good to see some of those highlights and see how they struck the ball, um, see how they played the game. So that'll be interesting as well. And obviously, even just watching back some iconic Tiger stuff will be quite good. 
I but, believe I believe there's a really nice point in there as well from Arno Palmer walking down the 18th as his last right. Open champion because obviously he was kind of before this 1970 era really. So that'll be really that'll be really touching to see as well. That's where you want to retire, isn't it, from golf and yeah. competitive golf and certainly Imagine majors. That would just be the dream, wouldn't it? I think St Andrews, as I said before, for me the Open's the best major. That's I love the Masters as well, but I, personally, and I, I wouldn't, you know, if somebody said to me they prefer the Masters, I wouldn't necessarily argue the case. That's fair enough. If someone tried to say the USPJ's in the Open, I'd, I'd argue till the cows come home. And right, you'd argue that the Ryder Cup as well. The, the Open's <laughs> above the Ryder Cup, hundred yeah. percent for me, but. Although we said before that the Open is like a nice Nando's, it's familiar but yet a little bit different at each venue. Absolutely nothing. I love not been to every Open venue, to be fair, but none of the ones I've been to come even remotely close to Andrews. Is like St. Andrews like the Nando's founding restaurant? The Nando's founding restaurant where you get served almost instantly. The chips are piping hot with just, just the right amount of peri-peri salt on them. Um, they've got loads of, the thing is as well that Nando's the ketchups are all full because I have ketchup at Nando's which I know is quite controversial but the, it's full it's not like one of those half empty ones you've got to tap the knife to get it out <sighs> actually I've, you know what I don't know if we've been together but I've actually been to the Nando's at St Andrews as well have you? Is, yeah so that's the <laughs> best Nando's <laughs> um, what's fascinating about St Andrews Open is obviously the, the venue it's this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. 
That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Itself is so historic, and the last few holes are so iconic. With the 17th, you drive over the clubhouse with the road hole bunker, and then the 18th is the kind of quite easy short par 4, but still really does cause a lot of issues. Um, the, with the valley of sin before the green and everything. Take that away. Why St. Andrews for me is the best open venue is the town oh, itself. Yeah. Like, honestly, the parties and the and the drinking places, and I probably shouldn't think of it like this, are the best. Like, the, the atmosphere is the best because they are practiced. It goes there now religiously, unfortunately, not right now, but it goes there every five years. They have perfected it. Like, the shops are, are designed for the Open Championship. The roadways are everything. The restaurants, the bars, everything is tailored for the Open you Championship. You know what I think as well people wouldn't realise until they actually go? It's like, where um, golf, is it Golf Place Hotel? It was the one Nike Place pub opposite Ottoloni's Golf Shop. Like, that's like a really good golf shop and a really nice pub. And then you've got, um, what's on the corner called? Is it the... Dunvegan. The Dunvegan. How close they are to the 18th green. Ridiculous. When you say that you could roll a golf ball from Ottoloni's yeah. on the 18th you could th- green... I, you could throw it easily. Well, it's slightly down the exactly. hill as well, isn't it? You could literally roll a golf ball. It might take 10 seconds to get there. But you could roll a golf ball from the golf shop to the 18th green. It's and, a pitching wedge, really. Yeah. It is a pitch from the, from the bars and the restaurants and the town... Well, you've seen it on TV, everyone. If you've not been there before, literally the 18th hole runs parallel with the with the town. Like I've been in that hotel on the right. I can't remember what the hell it's called now. Where you would easily hit a little slicey three wood into it with no issues, um, and you, you're there. The Open Championship is the the St Andrews is there. <sighs> I was actually supposed to be going to St Andrews in May. Um, with my dad and my brother to like a little mini like not a stag do obviously but a little thing with my dad and my brother to go and play potentially on the course and stay up there that's obviously had to get cancelled and this is making it a bit more upsetting now (laughs) (laughs) so anyway open for the ages definitely worth checking out I'm going to be gripped on Sunday the 19th of July let me just tell you where you can watch it like say Sky Sports Golf Channel uh, it's actually also going to be, and this I think this is probably where I'm going to watch it. It's going to be on the Open's YouTube channel yeah. at um, from 11 to 2 p.m. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. British Standard Time, and on Golf Channel from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and many other international broadcasters. Um, good luck to the Open and the RNA for doing this. I think it's very, very creative. They could have easily just been sat there licking their wounds and going, never mind. Oh, five Tiger win just on repeat. They could have done instead. Yeah, of course they could. have done something that's actually quite innovative. I think it's going to get great praise. I think there's going to be some idiots that possibly don't like it, but I think that should be uh, forgotten about. But I think in general, I think it's going to be amazing. I'm going to watch it and I can't wait to see who wins it. I want Tiger to win. I will take a Jack win. Anybody else? Imagine if it was like a six-hole playoff. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't quite decide. You know, in like draw, if you, friendly if draw, you played handshake. FIFA and you had both play both teams on computer mode. Yeah. Do you ever remember doing yeah, that? Yeah. Because in lockdown, when there was no live sport, people were doing that as their live sport. Flipping out. You need to get the house if you're doing that, though. <laughs> I'd rather like, watch two 
um, I was going to say frogs fight. I don't know where the hell that came from. <laughs> what the hell? Two anyway. frogs fight. Quick one, talking about golfers. I want to do a quick build your perfect golfer. I'd have Rick Shields driving it. Thanks. <laughs> Guy Chanet putting it. Go on. Is that what we're doing from top to bottom? Top to bottom. And I'm going to, I think players more now. Right. Should we start with driving or putting? I know, can we have them in the, like, not right today, like, in recent years, who's been on form as such? Yeah, I think so. And you so. can't pick the same player twice for yeah, two different Yeah, no, like, 100% you can't do that. Okay. Driving. Rory. That's the obvious choice. I'm going obvious. Um, well, if you're going to go Rory, I'm going to either go Brooks or DJ. And I'll probably go... Rooks for driving. Yeah, I just I think for me. I, I... However, though, if literally my life depended on it, stood there, hit me a shot, three hundred yards straight down the middle with the most ease, I'd pick. I'd pick Rory. I feel like when Rory's on it, he's not only hitting it a long way; it's like under pressure. He just still gets it away. Yeah, I still feel like he's got the loose one every now and again. That's part of the excitement, though, isn't it? Your life depends on it. You have got a lot of excitement that you might <laughs> you might actually slice it. You might lose your life. <laughs> Uh, um, fairway woods I've, not really the best shout but I've always like quite liked watching uh, Sergio hit a fairway wood yeah little, he traps that, it a bit that little trap the little divot off it. it's always been something I quite like well, I'm um, going to go Stenson then because that's the obvious yeah, choice yeah that was my other that was my backup so you're going to go Sergio I'll go Stenson Irons Tiger yeah I'm not even going to think of anybody else like, that is when you look at stats and this has been proven across the years why Tiger has dominated so much for so long Yes, he was long off the tee, but he wasn't super accurate. Yes, he's a phenomenal putter, but not the best. But his proximity to the hole with irons is the best ever. And if you're hitting the ball closer to the hole all the time, compared to your other players, you are going to shoot lower scores. So Tiger is the best iron player that has ever walked the planet. Yeah, I can't, that, that's, that's my choice. I feel like if I was good enough, like, current top i mean obviously tiger is a current top player clearly but like you know the current guys out there who i like i do i'm not saying i don't know stats wise i can't give you all the strokes gained business but i like watching tommy fleetwood at an iron yeah he, he just has that you never feel like he's gonna miss a yeah, shot yeah that's what i mean that like his swing just looks kind of controlled um but over obviously my time watching golf playing golf i think tiger is just pure so yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna agree with her wedge game I feel like you want to say Phil Mick because it's kind of like the standard. Is wedge game just short short well, game? I feel like round the green when you yeah. say wedges, don't you? But again... Like, I feel like there'll be players better from 100 yards and in. But I mean... The creativity. Yeah. Is there any stats on it? There will be, but I'm not... Re- I, I'm just going, going off, with your heart. I'm just going off my heart and... Which I know really, if you're going off these things, you need to go off stats. But it's who you like watching as well, isn't it? Um, I like the creativity that Phil Nicholson has. Um, I'm just I'm just having a quick look, like the world's top players online. I'm just trying to think of who else do I actually like watching. I say it was weird. I didn't quite realize Adam Scott was number ten in the world. I don't know why. He's been so consistent up there yes. for so many years as well, aren't he? And then like Webb Simpson's world number four. Oh, that's mad. He just feels like he's someone that's gone kind of under the radar. You know what? I've got a new one for short game. John Rahm. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's true. John Ram for me. Second in the world. Again, that it's like a sneaky second in the world, him, isn't it? There's just some of those guys that I think once you've won a major, it kind of becomes more obvious that you should be up there, if that makes sense. But these guys like John Rahm, just so solid. And yeah, he's, he deserves to be there, doesn't he, in the day? God, Tiger's gone down to number 14. It's actually with him not playing. Yeah, maybe. I thought he'd be much higher than that. Putting. I'm going to go Spieth around that. Was it 2014? Oh, he was era, era. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. It's not even a question, is it? Um, you know what I do really like? to watch putting is Louis Oosthuizen. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about him before on the pod. I tell you, he's statistically amazing at putting as well. Matt Fitzpatrick, yeah, statistically is really, really good. Um, but again, possibly not someone I'd pick. Um, putting, I, I like Dustin's putting. I know at the moment he's been using a truss, <laughs> <laughs> which he's slated. In my defence, that particular style that he's using is the one that I was the most fond of well also he's got a custom version if you notice it's different it's different it's got a, it's got a slightly different handle the one i was using um a a representative from TaylorMade had a bit of a dig at me on social media though if you saw that guy no um, oh possibly that's a little bit of a sly dig but i don't like the style i think dustin's changed his putter so many times that it's uh it literally i know it sounds ridiculous but he could put with anything um I like Dustin Johnson's putter with like the little spider when he was world number one. He just seemed to hold everything. And I like his attitude when he misses. He's got that. Who cares? That's all well and good. All this stuff. But what about just the general vibe? Who's got the best overall general vibe? And you know what I'm talking? You can't explain what general vibe is. Who would you be? Yeah. If you could be one tour player from the day. Just who off course and on course. Like, for example, Tiger on the golf course is unbelievably cool because it's Tiger Woods. When you see him walking to the event with his cap on backwards and he's sometimes not got the best sunglasses on and like bulky Nike trainers that don't look that great on him, he's not actually that cool, is he? So I've got three players I think I'd pick. Okay. Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. I feel like he's got a good vibe. I feel like his on and off course clothing is good and his attitude is good. I'd also pick Justin Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like Justin Thomas. He's he's kind of really growing on me. Just as a as an overall spokesperson for the for golf, and you know, I think he's he's great. Um, and I've got a else? shout that's a bit controversial here, but I think it's a good one. What Tony Fino? Oh my days! Literally Tony Fino. I like him a lot. He's cool, and he, and he's, he look, cool. he's the kind of guy that when he plays golf in a hoodie, regardless of what you think of that, he actually suits it. He does. You know, massively. sometimes when you... I remember once, and it's not Tommy's fault, but when Tommy came to an event at Nike in London, he, when Nike tried to push his golf leggings, and he wore them, and he looked quite good on him, but you could tell that it wasn't really what Tommy would wear. But when you see, like, Tony Finau wearing Jordans or big uh, like big um, Nike Air shoes with bubbles in, or, like, the hoodie, he actually looks cool. He does. Right, we're going to do a cool, not cool the best players in the world okay ready on course off course or general vibe general vibe <laughs> okay or, or just on off course <laughs> if any of these tour pros are listening to the podcast which clearly won't be doing but... i think we go off course cool or not cool okay we'll we'll start we're gonna go from top 10 i was gonna go 15 because it brings tiger in okay right so we're doing all top, top 15, 15. Right, tyrell okay. hatton are we going at reverse way up yeah not cool okay i'd agree Tiger, not cool. Yeah, that's a, 
He's not. Sorry if you're listening. Justin Rose. I'm going to go cool. I think he's cool. Because of his, like, he's he's not trying to be anything he's not. He's, like, quite a cool 40-odd-year-old dad. Yeah, I think he's really cool. Tommy, cool. Yeah, cool. Xander, Shoffley, cool. Yeah. Adam Scott. Absolutely cool. 100% out Adam Scott's cool. I don't know. I'd like to be Adam Scott. What I'd like to see Adam Scott, it, for me, is a bit too traditional. I'd like to see Adam Scott in a bit of sportsy stuff. If you saw Adam Scott in a bar in St Andrews, chilling with a little, um, he'd probably have like a weird, like a a whiskey on ice. He'd look dead cool in the corner with a bit of designer stubble, and maybe like a weird, um, like um, what's it called? Um, like a turtleneck, like um. Oh no, I see him like I see him having like a a, a white sweater draped over his shoulders and tied in a bow in front of him. But that's even... Yeah. Well, you can call him not cool, but I know listeners are with me. Adam Scott's very, very cool. Patrick, Patrick Reed, Absolutely not even getting discussed. No, not cool. Patrick Cantley? Yeah, no. I don't know anything. I don't know enough about him, I'm afraid. So, Bryson DeChambeau? I would give him... Ben, I would say cool, but I've watched his um, Instagram TV videos while well, I'm weird B-roll, ever. and I think he's not that cool. Um, no, I don't... I, he's, no, I don't think he is. Brooks? I want to say cool. I know that's the, that's the go-to thing, but I almost think he's... Is he a bit of a jock? I think he's cool. I do. I'd, I'd agree he's a bit of a jock, but I think he's cool. JT, Justin Thomas. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Yeah. Webb Simpson. I can't imagine no. so. Dustin. I don't know. I think he's the coolest. I, think I actually he's... think he's the coolest. He has got a lot going for him. He has got a lot. Got a very nice lady friend. <laughs> He's got lots of money. Nice lady friend. I feel like he knows how to enjoy himself. Well, maybe too much. <laughs> Go on then. Yeah, he is. He is cool. To be fair, John Ram. I'm going to give John Ram cool, but not in the controversial cool. I don't think he tries to be cool, John Ram. I bet he is quite. And I've heard him on a couple of podcasts before. And I think he's quite sound. So I'm going to say cool. And then number one, who <laughs> know the player who's the best player in the world. Rory isn't cool. I think Rory tries. On the golf course, he's quite cool. He's very cool on the golf course. I think off the golf course, he just tries to be a little bit too cool. Yeah, I don't think he's cool. <laughs> I don't know who I am. I'm sat here rating people's coolness. I know. But... It's mad, isn't it? Anyway, that was quite cool. <laughs> I think we said the word <laughs> cool far too many times in <laughs> this podcast. Um, um, can I just do something quickly, Rick? Hit me. I have got... Um, so we've been getting loads of emails, which is podcast at rickshields.com that was a bit of a stutter podcast at rickshields.com um and as you know we can't reply to them all we can't read them all out but please do continue to send them in because we do at least read them all even if we don't reply which i know it's a bit i do feel bad sometimes we do try and reply to as many but anyway send them in what i was going to get to is we had a really good uh, listener of the week um kind of request if you like so if you're new to the podcast and you've listened for this long, thank you. We've been rating professional golfers on their coolness level, but it's been quite fun. Listener of the week is simply a bit of a shout out, a bit of a thank you to people that listen and support the podcast week in, week out. There is some criteria. We don't always ask people to stick to it, but roughly and vaguely and keep this sharp, the criteria is to be obviously a listener to the podcast, to subscribe to the podcast, to subscribe to Rick's YouTube channel, to his Twitter accounts, to be a follower, etc., etc. And as always, send us an email with hi guy and rick that's how you get this through the week um but this one from anthony was um 
I've actually since replied, Rick, to say, can we read this out on air? And he said yes, because it's quite personal. I won't go into all the depth, but basically he started off by congratulating you on the million subscribers. Thank you very much, Anthony. Um, and he said it was thoroughly deserved. He's a big fan of the podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, he subscribes to everything with uh, screenshots as well, which is always good for evidence so we can prove that you are truly a worthy listener of the week. And he's a member of the Facebook group and he's been given a rising star badge, which is good. Um so basically, he said the last couple of months have been quite difficult for him, very difficult for him. Um, he has a fiance who works for the NHS. She's a nurse, so thanks for all the great work that she does. Unfortunately, she caught COVID, and he said it was that bad that she nearly died a couple of months ago. Um, fortunately, she's okay, and she's back on the mend, but she's recovering slowly. And um, although that's completely different to my situation and much, much worse, he said similar to me, he was due to be getting married this year, um, but he's had to postpone it till till next year, which is obviously a shame, but I'm sure that'll be, be worth the wait. Um, and kind of finally, another bit of bad news, unfortunately, for Anthony, he found out that he was actually looking potentially he was going to be losing his job because the business he worked for is he's shutting down. So basically, he's obviously had a bit of a, of a hard time, but he then said that, um, <laughs> I really like this line, he said, I'm not going to pretend that the podcast or videos make things okay, but they've been good um, and they've helped him and they've helped him take his mind off something and it's helped to kickstart his love of golf again. That's so nice. that's nice. I quite liked how he was quite honest about it. it yeah, like, well, it's not going to, it's not going exactly. you know, it's not going to give him a job, and it's not going to unfortunately make his um, lovely lady better. But at least it's picked up his spirits. Exactly, and he said that since actually watching your videos, I mean, on the Facebook group, he's then got the dusted off the golf clubs and got out there a bit more, and it's something to be excited about. Um, and he's also actually taken his fiance to the driving range, which is really cool as well. Nice. Um, well, she's back, back, uh, recovered and back on her feet. Exactly. So. Long story short, it was just a really nice email that was, you know, I think a lot a lot of people listening can, you know, we don't want to be kind of too dark on the podcast, but can, you know, resonates that, you know, life over the last couple of months hasn't been easy for a lot of people. And, and we, for one second, don't expect that our, or your videos and our podcast and content or whatever make anything any better. But if it can at least get people remotely inspired to get to the driving range one night a week and take their mind off it a little bit, that's great. Um he, he, he then asked at the end, kind of jokingly, um, if you've got any jobs going, let me know. <laughs> what we did find out though for Anton, though, he actually lives quite local to us. He's, he's, he's um, I think he's in the Manchester area. So we actually are possibly going to be um, speaking to Anthony about helping us out with a few little bits going forward. And who knows, um, maybe in the future he might be an employee at Rick Shields Media. Who knows? But thanks so much, Anthony. That was really good email. Thank you so much. I'm, like I said, I'm glad things are, are looking better again. Right, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Rich Shields podcast. Um, next week, we have a fantastic guest. We spoke about it last week, about the World Handicap System. And we have got... Um, it's Claire. Claire on the show next week, which I'm really excited about because I want to find out about the World Handicap System because, I'll be honest, I don't know enough about it. <laughs> it's not Claire, it's Gemma. You know what, though? Before you said Claire, I was thinking Gemma, but I think we did have a Claire lined up. We had from- a Claire... From the R and A, and also your wife's called Claire, Correct. and I just had to go to the toilet and say, "Excuse me, Claire, Rick, can you use a toilet?" And she was very polite and said, "Of course you can use a toilet, guys." That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I sling um, your up. So yeah, we've got Gemma on the show next week, which is going to be really good. Like I say, world handicap. Um, talking about the world handicap because honestly, I don't know enough about it, and I think she's the expert. If you've got any questions, make sure you fire them across on the Rick Shields Facebook page or email them at podcast at rickshields dot com. Guys, thanks for listening. Stay tuned, lots more to come. And that was, uh, I don't, I have no idea what number episode we're up to, but that was number whatever. 30, I think. No way.
Yeah. No way. 29 was last week's short and snappy. Well, yeah, last week's short and snappy one. I think this is the same length. Well, anyway, well, if you're still listening now, <laughs> you, you really need to crack on with your day. I'll see you soon. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.